Dear friends in Christ, especially you confirmands who might have had a little bit of a chance to get to know in the last few weeks. The reading that we start with says that then Philip ran up to the chariot. Okay, where are we? We are in the desert, south of Palestine, probably in the vicinity of the area we now call the Gaza Strip. Now, Philip was originally one of the deacons that was chosen when the church was starting to grow after Pentecost and they needed somebody to uh, help with distribution of food, of aid to the widows. Widows in those days, they didn't have much to support themselves, so the church would gather uh, offerings and they would give food to the widows. But it got to be a problem for the apostles, so they chose some deacons. One of these was Philip. Another was Stephen. He's the first one actually on the list. And, and Stephen besides, well, they were chosen because they were full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. And, well, Stephen also was a, was a very good preacher. So good that the Jews who wanted to contradict him couldn't do it because he was so good. And that made them angry. And they eventually actually stoned him to death. Uh, even though he had been you know, trying to preach about Christ. And after that was when there was a, a great persecution in the church broke out, led by one named Saul, who later would be converted and become Paul the missionary, but at this time he was leading this great persecution. And what happened is the Christians in Jerusalem, most of the Christians in Jerusalem, went to other places. It was too dangerous to live there, so they went to other cities in the area, and took their faith with them and started churches. The church spread because of that persecution. Uh, <clears throat> now, Philip, who was the second one on the list of these deacons, uh, he ended up in Samaria. That was the place between Judea and Jerusalem on one side and, and Galilee in the north. Samaria was a mixed community of Jews that had been mixed with, uh, with Gentiles. Their faith was also mixed in general. He ended up there preaching the gospel. He was an able preacher too. Remember, these men were full of the Spirit and wisdom. But now he has a special assignment. The Lord comes to him directly. He says, I want you to go down in the desert, down there far south, and then wait. Well, while he's there, he sees this man riding in a chariot. And the Lord says, go talk to him. So uh, that's what he did. And that's where we're going to see another way that the church grows, the growing of the church. In instruction, from instruction to rejoicing. We're going to see in the life of this man and in your life too. So this verse we started reading, then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading the Isaiah the prophet. Well, the first verses before this, we're told this man was an Ethiopian eunuch. Eh, we don't want to think about that. A eunuch is a castrated man. It was a way that they thought they could get men to be more loyal and uh, trustworthy and docile to do what they wanted. Of course, one of the uses was in the take care of the harem, 
but in other places too. And this, this man had a, had a rather uh, high position. Uh, <clears throat> he was also called an Ethiopian. Now, where the country of Ethiopia is now, it was not called Ethiopia in those days. In fact, the term Ethiopian uh, in the Greek was often used just for black people that live south of Egypt. And probably referred to the region in the Upper Nile, in other words, south of Egypt, uh, that was known as Nubia or Cush. And there was a kingdom there that at times was rivaled Egypt, even of, at least one time was more powerful than Egypt. And this man was from that area, which would mean that he came from an area about a thousand miles from Jerusalem. So that was quite a trip for him to take. Uh, <clears throat> He was an important official in the queen's uh, government, took care of the treasury, the money, and it must have been rather important that she was able to give him time off to make that trip to Jerusalem, weeks, months maybe. How far can you go on a horse with a horse and a chariot in a day? 30 miles maybe? A thousand miles? Wow, that's quite a trip, isn't it? And that's the trip he made. Uh, to go to Jerusalem to worship. Uh, and besides that, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Now, maybe we wouldn't think too much of that, but just having a book. Books were uncommon as, as in personal uh, use in those days. But this man at least had the scrolls of Isaiah, and he was reading there in, in this book. And he had gone to Jerusalem to worship, probably one of the festivals, so he was a convert to Judaism. Come to believe in the true God and the Messiah that God promised, probably through Jews that had spread down to Nubia at some time. They had spread all over, and there were believers that shared their faith, and this man uh, came under the influence of these Jews that were living there that perhaps lived their faith and showing love, and, and so he came to believe in the true God and, and the true Messiah uh, through them. Uh, and so we read now the conversation that takes place as Philip joins him. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Now, this man was serious about his faith in his God, made that long trip to worship, reading uh, the prophet Isaiah. He knew about the Messiah, that God had promised to send to, to pay for the sins, take away the sins of the world. He just didn't understand how this passage fit into that whole picture. And so Philip explains it to him. Now, could you answer this question? 
Would you have been able to, to answer that question? Well, maybe, maybe not. You know, some of you probably have that knowledge. You confirmants, could you explain that passage? Eh. <laughs> good, good. Uh, <clears throat> Philip, though, was this man that he was knowledgeable in Scripture, full of the Spirit, and so he was able to explain it to him. And it says he, he uh, uh, began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. So this man was blessed, wasn't he? To have a man come to him that knew Scripture, that believed in Scripture, to explain more about the Messiah and Jesus to him. So <clears throat> Philip focused on what is important, the good news of Jesus. That is the center, the focus of all of Scripture from beginning to end. And so he started with that, and it's, it's nice. This particular passage made a good starting point for him. He could explain how Isaiah was telling, you know, the Messiah, he's going to come, and what's going to happen? He's going to suffer, and he's going to die. And then he explains in other verses, but not for his own sins, but for the sins of other people. He would pay for those sins and justify many people. Uh, <clears throat> And then Philip goes on, and Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, who lived in Palestine near Jerusalem and Galilee, he is that Messiah. He fulfilled all of this. He allowed himself to be arrested, falsely tried, nailed to a cross, crucified, and die on that cross. He says, this, this is Jesus. He is that Messiah. And uh, <clears throat> then he would go on to explain, and Isaiah goes on to explain this too, that this Messiah would not stay dead. He would come alive again. And then, Peter, then uh, Philip explains, yeah, and Jesus did that. He didn't stay dead. After three days, he rose from the dead. He showed death had been conquered. The devil had been conquered. Sin had been paid for, all taken care of through the death and the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. We can imagine, Paul, Philip must have spent a fair amount of time with this eunuch uh, explaining Scripture, showing how Jesus had fulfilled all the Scripture passages. He could have probably unrolled the Isaiah scroll and pointed this passage and this passage and showing how Jesus uh, did all this and, and he is that true Messiah. So it shows us our first truth we want to learn today. God sent Philip to instruct the Ethiopian about the good news of Jesus. This is a great blessing for him. God sent Philip to instruct the Ethiopian about the good news of Jesus. And so we go on in this story. And as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What could stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot, and then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. So here we see the results of Philip's instruction of this Ethiopian man. We see that he covered a lot of ground. He not only explained about Jesus being the Messiah, dying and rising again, <clears throat> but he also got into the sacrament of baptism, that rite that Jesus instituted to bring people into the family of God. <clears throat> And so after learning about it, 
the Ethiopian says, oh, here's some water. You've told me about baptism. I want to be baptized. This is a blessing I want. Uh, and so that's what happened. Now, we don't see the word joy in this text yet. It's coming. But it's obviously there. This Ethiopian man was obviously thrilled to hear the message about Jesus, about the Messiah, about his sins being forgiven, being at peace with God, and coming into God's family through baptism. And <clears throat> so he wants to have the benefits of this wonderful sacrament to come into uh, God's family. So we continue reading, and then they came up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. As we said, Philip had probably spent a considerable amount of time with this man, established a good connection, rapport with him, and I'm sure he appreciated uh, Philip's work. So you'd think when Philip all of a sudden disappeared and was gone, he would be sad. But what do we read? He went on his way rejoicing. He had learned about Jesus. Learned about having his sins forgiven. Learned about, uh, you know, having heaven. And so, and then he was baptized. And that all lifted his spirit so that even without Philip, he went on his way rejoicing. He knew that Philip's work was temporary. Philip was a long ways from home when he was teaching him. He knew he would, he would go eventually. And so, yeah, he understood that he had to go. And so he went on his way rejoicing. Yeah, I guess I think about it with Pastor Doug. You know, he spent a lot of time here preaching, instructing. But now he is in a different place. But through the word, he has lifted your spirit. And you can go on your way rejoicing too. Uh, <clears throat> and so we can be assured this Ethiopian man, this didn't end here. He took it back to his home in Nubia, probably back to the synagogue where he worshipped and uh, introduced other people to Jesus. So the second truth we learn here is that the Ethiopian traveled on rejoicing after being instructed and being baptized. Traveled on rejoicing after being instructed and being baptized. So what now? What is there in it for us? Well, first thing I would encourage, especially for you confirmands, but for all of you, stay connected with your church. Now, maybe that didn't come directly out of this passage, but I think it does. There was a great blessing that God had sent Philip, a man who was knowledgeable in Scripture, had a good faith, to instruct him in about the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, <clears throat> he had a strong faith. He was not, uh, knowledgeable in Scripture. And besides the, with the gifts of being a deacon, he was able to teach too. And we can be sure this Ethiopian highly valued that instruction that he got from Philip. Now, you confirmands, you have received instruction here at Ascension Lutheran Church. And all of you, have received instruction here. Now, maybe for some of you, many of you, it started when you were children. Maybe your parents told you some of the Bible stories. Maybe you went on to Sunday school. You've had Sunday school teachers. Uh, 
And you have a you know organized Sunday school program that where you learn more, we're instructed more about the good news of Jesus Christ. Then Pastor Doug started you. Well, not started you. He made, put, took you most of the way through your training here, your instruction uh, to be confirmed. And I've had uh, been glad to have a little part of it here also. Now, work continues to call another man to be a pastor here. The leadership of this church, as well as beyond, the district president, the circuit pastor, and others in our synod, will not rest until there is a man to come here and continue to instruct you in God's word. A man who has been trained uh, (coughs) to do that work. As pastors in our synod, we go to school for years to study. We are trained, we trained in a congregation as a vicar, uh, get experience. It's quite a process where we not only learn what Scripture teaches, the good news about Jesus, but also learn how to focus on that and make that the center of our teaching and instruction uh, in in the work we do. And uh, so eventually you will get another pastor. Like I said, I don't think anybody's going to rest until you do. Uh, might have to go a while, but uh, that will happen. Uh, because receiving instruction in God's Word is one of the most important things that a church does uh, from somebody who has been trained to do that. Whether it be training, uh, more limited training, perhaps as a Sunday school teacher, or more thorough training as, as a pastor. Uh, and, you know, I'm pretty sure you don't know everything yet. Now, you're at this age, though, where you're getting to the point where you think you do. (laughs) Uh, It happens, um, but you don't, and you can learn more. In fact, all of us can learn more. I continue to learn as I prepare my sermons more about Scripture, more about the good news of Jesus, and try to pass that on. This is one of the reasons I encourage you to stay connected to the church for that instruction like Philip gave the Ethiopian. Uh, And if you move, many of you probably will move sometime in your life, find another church, a like-minded church, where you can be connected and receive that instruction. Now, besides that, the years ahead of you are a time when many young people fall away from the church and sadly, fall away from the faith, which has eternal consequences. That's not good. The the church can start to seem not relevant to your life anymore. Uh, It may seem old-fashioned. You may have a a 71-year-old pastor trying to instruct you. Uh, Fortunately, we try to focus on God's Word, the message of Jesus Christ uh, and not just the things that an old man knows. Uh, But from the things you've learned so far, I hope you've come to convince that in this church you find instruction in God's word in the good news about Jesus Christ. It's beneficial. Stay connected to it. Um, Remember that as you beat back temptations. There will be temptations to fall from the faith. There will be temptations from friends to do things that are contrary to God's word, and there will be strong temptations. Just remember your instruction. Remember what God's word has to say. The best antidote for 
resisting temptation, stay connected to your church. And then also rejoice in your instruction and your baptism. That's what the Ethiopian did, didn't he? He went on his way rejoicing. Your instruction has assured you. Your sins are forgiven. You don't have to be punished for them anymore. You are at peace with God. You are part of his family. There's a place waiting for you in heaven. Is there any more reason, better reason, to rejoice than knowing those things? And then these things were originally sealed up for you in baptism. Now, you probably don't remember your baptism. I guess I didn't look to see when you were all baptized, but you have seen it. In fact, just last Sunday, we had a baptism here uh, where God comes to you. He came to you individually, one by one, and through the water that could be felt, and the word, he made you a member of his family. That's a remarkable thing that God would do that. And now you will have the opportunity of receiving the Lord's very body and blood to assure you of the forgiveness of your sins. Yes, you have more than enough reason to rejoice. <clears throat> uh, now, rejoicing, it's a little different from happiness. It's, it's not the same, you know, it's not always accompanied by smiling and laughing you will run into trials and temptations in this world, sickness, injury, family problems, betrayal, disappointment. That list can go on, can it? And you will run into these things in this world. But you come to Holy Communion and receive Christ's body and blood and your sins are forgiven, your peace with God, and that joy in your deep in your heart can be restored even if you can't quite muster a smile on your face because of what's happening in your life. Realize also that people that come up with you to join you in communion can also be carrying troubles and trials that you may not know about. Most people don't, maybe don't know about. You know, the, <clears throat> the problems that are going on in their family, uh, cheating and... Uh, betrayals that, that they haven't shared with people. But they come and they get that assurance of forgiveness, that joy deep in their heart, even if they can't muster a smile on their face. Hopefully we can most of the time, because it is a joyous thing. So yes, again, uh, again, I encourage you, rejoice in your instruction and your baptism. They give you blessings that you can find nowhere else. And that reminds me of the other thing I want to encourage you to do. Stay connected to the church. May God give you strength to do this for the rest of your life. Amen.